All right, so this is another episode of the Homestead Shop Talk with Ben from Holler Homestead, Al from Lumina Anchors, and myself, Jason from Sow the Land. And this is episode 17. And last week, it was just me and Ben because Al was sick. But Al, are you feeling better now? I am. I'm back at it. That is great. Good to have you back. I'm glad you're better. Uh, so today's topic, uh, we're going to talk about uh, shifting, shifting gears, you know, with the uh, change of seasons. You know, summer's over. We got the fall going on. I'm wearing a flannel. Uh, Ben's wearing a flannel. <laughs> um, you know, we're going to talk about uh, priorities. You know, I think our priorities change when the seasons change. And we're going to talk about what those are a little bit later. But first, we're going to talk about our week, see anything exciting went on this past week. And uh, who wants to go first? Before we go on with the podcast, I just want to say I enjoyed last week's podcast. I listened to it. You guys did an excellent job, so I enjoyed it. Well, thank yeah, you. thank you. You're welcome. I think it was one of our popular ones. I think people like that one. <laughs> so I'll start with last week, I did concrete. I don't think I said that before. No, I think we were getting ready for the concrete before that, and then last week we poured a th- – well, the week before we poured a 32 by 48 – a concrete pad and it was 37 yards of concrete i think that's what did me in i was getting prepped and ready for that big pour and i wasn't drinking enough water and i just kind of like ran my body down but we got the concrete slab in it came out good it ended up being 80 degrees that day on us we had a nice foggy morning and i i gotta rub this in guys a little bit first i have not had a frost our first frost date is September 13th, and we still haven't had a frost. And I know you guys have gotten one, so I don't know what's going on, but my squash is still growing. Wow. <laughs> Man. It's all that drought, or it's because we haven't got a good rain yet. <laughs> <laughs> I heard you guys say that in one of your recent videos. I was like, really? They've already gotten a frost. Yep. Yeah. We don't, I think we might get one this Sunday. There's a chance of it. So I've, I've been loving the weather. Might actually do it again. Might do it again another, tonight. Another frost? Wow. Yeah. I think you guys are going to have a cold winter. You better get ready. Maybe. <laughs> the 100-year-old snowstorm or something. Right. And then we'll be like 80 degrees up here, and you guys will be buried in the snow. <laughs> this week we started putting solar panels on the workshop roof, getting ready for our big off-grid solar install so we're trying to get all the panels on the roof while the weather is still good and then we're going to be getting the all the inverters and batteries installed after that but had a hard time getting stuff we got everything ordered and our panels our solar panels took like two or three weeks to get with just logistics it was just the shipping companies and then i ordered our solar racking from another company they told me how much stuff we needed for everything i ordered everything started putting it together and I'm like, they told me I needed 30 feet. I need 120. <laughs> so we ended up having to order quite a few more of those, but I was just like, man, we're just having terrible luck. It's just, I don't know. I would think since everything is in the last few years has happened, you would think that stuff would start getting better, but I feel like everything is still as bad as it was. Like people still use that for an excuse or they just like, got lax, laxadaisic where they could use that for an excuse before now they're just like i don't want to work so 
Yep. Yeah. Not, How many right. panels are you putting up? We put 30 on the roof, and then I'm going to put 10 vertical wow. on our wall. I want to do some like on a 90 degree angle to see how those are in the wintertime with all, you know, they'll get like constant sun and they won't have any snow on them. So I'm kind of curious to see like what the difference is because I know the ones on the roof, they'll be, you know, covered in snow sometimes and then they'll melt off, but we'll have 10 that should always be producing solar as long as the sun's out. I'd like to have it so we can air condition the workshop if we, you know, if we want with a mini split but kind of hijack it. So if we wanted to have like a butcher shop in there in the summertime, we could get it down to like, maybe like, I don't know, maybe just one room, but get it down to like 40 degrees and be able to hang some beef or something. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, if it's, we got the solar, so in the summertime, it's going to be cranking and it'll be free. So the, the AC won't cost us anything to run. So the only thing that the mini split or the air conditioning will cost us is what the product costs. But, so I'm kind of like, mm, I'm thinking I need to make like a big cool room so we can do some butchering and some just different stuff. But oh we'll yeah, have to, we'll have yeah, to wait I like and see. That. And you could run all that off of solar, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow. The winter time, <clears throat> we get. I, I, that's what I'm curious about with you guys. So in the winter time, we get really cloudy. Do you guys have a lot of cloud all winter, or do you guys have a lot of sun? I don't know. I guess that would depend. Um, I think there was a number I saw. We have like 200 and it's like 200 some odd days of sun here uh, where we're at. So, you know, that's like what two thirds of the year is sunny, third of the year is cloudy. So um, it depends. Usually our winters, I don't know. It comes and goes. It's it's in waves. Um, I would say there's a lot of sunny days when it's really cold uh, because you're thankful for the sun yep. uh, when it's you know freezing outside. Which is kind of funny. The sunny days are usually the colder days because the clouds keep the heat in. So yep. it's usually not as cold, or especially at night. If you have no sky, no clouds in the skies at night, it's usually a really cold night. Yep. I know there's a couple, couple weeks there, though, in the winter, usually towards the end of winter, where it there, there's no sun, and that's really depressing. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it, it gets yeah, it's depressing. We've been having some moose hanging around the house lately. We had one, like I'd say, a hundred feet from the house, walk up right by the house, up into the woods, and then last night, and then this morning, we had three of them, probably five hundred to a thousand feet below the house, just in a a clear cut that we cut to build into pasture. They're just a bull moose, and then. A mother and her daughter, I guess, just hanging out there. So it was kind of cool to see. Is it moose season? Is it hunting season? It's it's mating season, so you don't want to get too close to the bulls because they can get pretty aggressive. <laughs> um, I don't know if it's hunting season. So up here, it's like a once-in-a-lifetime hunt you put in for moose, and then it's like a lottery. Not very many people get it, I think. I think this year in the whole state, there's like 75 tickets or wow. hunting licenses that they're giving out this year. So, yeah. Oh, man. And then you're, you're told where you can hunt. So just because you get picked doesn't mean you could hunt your backyard. It's like, oh, no, you got to go hunt this area of the state or that area. So it's kind of like that. Oh, really? That's no oh, fun. That, that's no. no fun. I'm all about Maybe they'll change it. And someday we orchard. can hunt our backyard. <laughs> Are they out during the day in the orchard? No, not usually. It's usually, uh, you know, like 
11 o'clock at night when you're trying to go to sleep or uh, uh, three in the morning, you know, it'll wake you up. Uh, they'll set off our, our alarm and you know, by then it's too late. They've already devoured stuff. They, they keep eating all of my nitrogen fixing trees in my orchard. They've left almost everything else alone, but they keep eating my support species. So it's just kind of an inconvenience. Yeah. Kind of annoying. Yeah, I saw like five of them pretty close to pretty close to our house. They were hanging out. It was like super early in the morning. That's pretty much what it's been for my week. So this week, uh, I feel like around fall time and springtime is where I feel like cleaning and getting rid of stuff. It's like a like a fall cleanup, and then I'll do a spring cleaning. So right now, like before it gets too cold, or who knows, before if we have snow, maybe uh, I'd like to just kind of re you know redo everything kind of like uh clean up you know before i start any projects major major projects just kind of throw away stuff you know stuff that i'm not using anymore get rid of stuff uh you know scrap lumber that i know i'm not going to use or have been sitting there for like two years uh you know stuff like that um so i've been doing a lot of that this week and then just kind of getting ready for my the hands-on workshop i'm doing this weekend um just getting material for that and just cleaning my barn and just getting ready for people to come. Um, you know, just, just mentally getting ready for that, that day. I'll try not to do too many projects or major projects where it's going to make a mess. Uh, not until after the workshop. One thing we did fun this week, this last weekend, uh, we went to the Renaissance fair, which was pretty fun. <laughs> uh, we went with, we went with Ben, we went the, went the hollers. Uh, that was pretty fun, Ben. I don't know. That was pretty fun. It was kind of out of character, even though we were in character. But <laughs> yeah, we had fun. I dressed up, kind of. I mean, you know, I wasn't, going, I wasn't wearing a suit of armor or nothing, but I wore one of Lorraine's blouses. <laughs> Just kind of, <laughs> which is fun. <laughs> It was the part. You couldn't tell. You so, couldn't tell it was like Lorraine's or anything. Like yeah. you looked like a peasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> looked like a peasant. Yeah. And Ben with his long hair, I mean perfect. Perfect. <laughs> what did they have for food? They must have had like some Renaissance fair food, I would think. Like big turkey drumsticks or anything. Oh yeah. Got yep. the big turkey drumsticks. Turkey legs. What was that that round thing the rain got? It was like a chimney or something. I forget what that is. I forgot what it was. Yeah, it was like a. It was kind of like a pretzel, but they said it was like from the old, old world something. Like it, it looked like a. I don't even know what it was. It was like a hollow tube. It's, it's like a. <laughs> is they it, roll. They roll dough around a stick and then rotisserie it over coals until it's done like they roll it in whatever topping you want like they yeah. look really good yeah it was good it was you know sweet um it was kind of it kind of tastes like a pretzel like a giant pretzel that you would buy um but yeah you know they had some of that stuff but it was kind of neat and if you were not dressed up you were out of place really like Mostly yep. everyone there had some kind of costume. That's what I think what made it pretty cool. Like it felt like, like you're in a Renaissance time village, and they had even the buildings were old. They made it look old, 
And so it was, it was pretty neat. Any jousting? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Jousting? They should bring that sport back. <laughs> <laughs> Who had more fun, the kids or the adults? <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty... I think we all had a good time. That's cool. Yeah, we, we all had a good time. Yeah, some Justin of the kids wanted to go back the next day. So, try, uh, like, I just about have to either write it down and write a list or uh, just pull up YouTube and be like, oh, yeah, that's right. That is what we did. Um, we got our garlic in last week. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny you said that bit about, you know, frost, uh, us talking about planting our garlic and you know, having a frost and stuff like that. We've had a lot of comments of people, even up in Canada, just kind of griping. They're like, we haven't had a frost yet. Uh, what the heck? Like, we haven't even planted our garlic yet. You know, stuff like that. So it's just weird weather this year. Um, I mean, other than that, that's about the only garden-related thing we've done. Everything else, we're a... Uh, this kind of goes with tonight's topic. Uh we're working on cleaning stuff as well, just like Jason, um, for a, a lot of the same reason. You know, there's the fall cleaning, spring cleaning type of stuff, uh, but we're moving into getting stuff ready for, you know, our butchering classes we're doing in a, next month. So there's a, a lot of cleaning. There's going to be a lot of cleaning over the next few weeks. Um, I don't know how I can get the barn perfectly clean for an event and then in like, you know, it's been nine months and all of a sudden it's a complete disaster and stuff that I didn't even know I owned is now all of a sudden, you know, everywhere. It's just, it's frustrating. Uh, and then, yeah, the Renaissance fair, we went to that this weekend. That was a blast. I, uh, I had a blast. That was, it, it was a lot of fun. Um, there's a, I think what was cool was just like Jason said, like if you were not dressed up, you were the odd one out. Um, there, I, honestly, there were people there that had better costumes than the people working there. So, like, there's some hardcore Renaissance <laughs> fair goers, and it's cool. Like, it's really cool. Uh, I didn't hear any foul language the entire day. Um, I didn't, like, there was, it was just, like, families having fun. It was just, it was a really cool, uh, like, environment. Like, it was it was really fun. Everybody was there to have a good time, and that's what everybody was doing. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much how our, our uh, past week was. How was putting the lift in your golf cart? I see that's all jacked up now. Was that a fun project? Uh, yeah, it was a fun project. Uh, I didn't really have to modify anything too much. Uh, it was more of there was some stuff. Like, I need, uh, what are they called, the little... They call it a pickle fork or something like that for getting the uh, tie rod ends undone. I don't have one of those, and so I couldn't get the tie rods off. So that took me like an hour to get those undone. Uh, but other than that, if you got the tools, it's pretty much you just unbolt the stuff that's on there and bolt the lift kit on, follow the instructions, and you could probably get it done in under an hour if you knew what you're doing. So yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was pretty easy. If you don't have a pickle fork, or even if you do, a lot of the times, if you just like say like your tie rod's here and it's going in here, you hit your hand, you hit your hammer on the side of this area, it'll shock it and it'll break it free a lot easier than even one of those pickle forks does. So just kind of you know, I tried, I tried that. Uh, it was 
pretty stuck. Um, I finally just went and got the torch and put the torch to it. And as soon as I put some <laughs> heat to it, it popped off. But, you know, that was after like an hour of beating on it and starting to rage. Just like, what the heck is on, going on here? So, yeah, you know, when it all else fails, just get the blowtorch out. All right. So maybe we just go into the topic of, um, I guess, seeing what projects we got going on or what we uh, start to think about when it starts getting colder. You know, all the, for me, like all the meat chickens are put in a freezer. Um, sometimes we're butchering in the fall, usually a pig. Like last year, yeah, well, last year we butchered our, one of our beefy boys. But we kind of butchered all our animals already. So <laughs> we're not butchering anything this fall. Uh, well, except turkeys, I guess. Turkeys, we still got, we still have six turkeys that we need to butcher. But, you know, for the most part, uh, you know, everything's kind of put away, put in the freezer. We have a little bit of stuff in the garden. But fall time and winter time is for fixing stuff, building stuff. I think, I feel like I've been saying this all year long, but I really need to do my fencing. <clears throat> and so that, that's what my plan is this fall or in winter probably um, is to try to figure that out and see what I want to do. So mentally I'm trying to prepare myself on what I need and, and trying to write down exactly what I need to do um, to do that. It doesn't seem like too much. I just need to do it. And I'm kind of waiting until I have a chunk of time to do that. Um, that's probably the main one. And, you know, I do want a high tunnel. I I really want to do that this year. I haven't bought it or anything like that. I, I've been trying to figure out what I, which one I want to do, see if I want to just build it from scratch, uh, which I might do that. Um, but, you know, that's going to – I need to do the fencing first before I start getting into all that stuff. Plus, fencing, fencing doesn't seem fun to me. Nope. <laughs> you know? Like it, it doesn't seem exciting. <laughs> I guess I'm trying to push it back, keep pushing it back, but I know Suck eventually I'm going to have to do it. If I want to get some more beefy boys or larger animals, like I really need to do that. Um, that's one of the reasons why we didn't get a larger animal this year was because I wanted to do that. Um, so hopefully, yeah, hopefully we can get that going. Now, do you guys find that you can, you must be able to do your projects all winter long? For the most part, yeah. I think yeah, so. Pretty much. How about you, Al? We've been planning on we're building a barn. We weren't going to this year, but was it, I can't say why we're doing it this year, but we were going to do it next year. But um, so we're trying to plan and get it ready, but we have to do it ahead of time. Like, so, like, we got the um, concrete slab, and so basically now we're we're set. We don't want to be doing it past December or January, like doing the big framing and not have a roof on because if we get snow. But the hard part I'm trying to tinker in my head is, is we got a spring that we can run down gravity fed, but I'm like, man, I can't do that until we get like the main barn structure up. And at that time, is it going to be too cold to be play, laying poly pipe? you know, in the, in the brook and everything to get the spring down. So I'm kind of like, Oh, I might be lugging buckets this winter mm. to the milk cow. And that's not going to be fun. 
But no, not at all. It's kind of one of those things you can only do so much, and we've had such a yeah. It's going to be a lot of water hauling, I think. But we've had so much rain this summer. I haven't wanted to dig any ditches either, because I mean, we would get rain. There'd be like two, three inches. You know, we'd get in a day or two days. So it's like if I had a trench open, it would have been terrible. So we're just trying to plan. But I'm excited to have a barn. We can run power from the workshop to it, so we can have like brooders out there. We can have lights, which we've never really. I mean, I, our other work barn we did. We had an area for the goats, but. We didn't really have like a built-in chicken coop and a brooder, so we're not gonna have a place to raise piglets, which will be exciting because it seems like always for us, it's really cold and muddy in May still. So we get the piglets, it's like, oh, where can we put them? And it's like, oh, if it's cold and wet and damp, it's like you hate to put them outside. So maybe next year we'll get a sow and raise our own pigs, but I don't know. We're still, I would like to do that, but I don't know if I want. A mother pig around all the time they can get kind of temperamental yeah. it seems like so unless we go cooney coonies that would work too yeah you could you could hug a cooney cooney you could hug a cooney cooney <laughs> they eat a lot all winter like how much yeah do you i think mean they're you, how much they're do you pigs you feed them the two so we fed them like two cups a day okay and then hay in the winter and then hay, I mean, they would sometimes eat it and sometimes not. Yep. Um, we would still move them around in the winter. But, you know, they're pigs. I mean, of course, they're going to eat more if you feed them more. But then they're just going to get really round and fat. Too fat, probably. Okay. Well, isn't what they say with the Cooney Coonies? Is that you can't, if you feed them too much, they just get put on way too much fat. And it doesn't yeah. really do any good for them. Yeah, they're mainly a lard pig. Yeah. Um, so you kind of have to figure out that ratio. So right, I, right. I hope we're doing it right. That's what you have to figure out to see what's good or not. Right. Um, so you haven't butchered any Cooney Coonies yet? No. No. Have you Probably ever... not till next fall. Next fall. Have you butchered any Cooney Coonies, Ben? No, I haven't done a Cooney Cooney yet. That's one that I would, I would like to... It sounds weird. I would like to see the inside of one of those... Uh, I assume just by looking at them, it, they're probably going to be real similar to a guinea hog, but I've heard their meat's way darker. So I don't know. I'm curious. We'll see. Yeah. I got four of them. So I guess like we start thinking about, or I start thinking about winter projects in summer. Like I stopped planning, okay, like what do I want to do this winter and what do I need to be planning ahead of time? So I think that's like interesting. Like you guys. And I kind of like envy that. Like you guys can be doing your building projects like all year. Like if you want, you could be building fence. You could be putting like fence posts in. Like we couldn't do that. Our ground will be frozen like December probably. So it's like, ah, uh, that's like the perfect time to be out. There's no leaves on the trees. So you can be out in the woods. You can see stuff better and you can clear areas a lot easier. So as, as unfun as building fences, it's the perfect time to do a fence, I guess. You know, there's not so much overgrowth. Mm hmm that you have to they have to compete with like our our coldest months are like January February yep but still you know not as cold as you Al you know if you're pounding t posts in or something like that that could be miserable either right. way no matter how you look at it <laughs> does your ground freeze very often or for like an extended period no it it does freeze um really we have to get down to like the low teens before we start you know it gets impossible to do anything um I think 
I don't know. I, I have had no reason to dig in the dirt when the ground's frozen. Um, and so it hasn't really been an issue because uh, it's like this conversation we're having right now. If you plan right, you shouldn't need to dig in the dirt when it's frozen. If you've, you know, done your due diligence and made sure all of your, your digging is done when the ground's soft. Uh, but in a weird way, I actually like it when it starts, every, the ground freezes solid because there's no more mud. Like I'll come in from doing chores and my boots are dry and clean. Like it's wonderful. You know, it's cold, but, uh, yeah. Uh, like we do get a little bit, I would say maybe like three weeks out of the entire winter. Uh, not all at once, but you'll get about three weeks worth of days over the winter where it'll be cold like that we'll look forward to the freeze up and all the snow because it's completely different activities so like we can't be building and well, we can be building if we've already started the project but we can be outside we can do you know camping snowshoeing you know you can see different animal tracks a lot better which is kind of cool you can follow and see what you got out there we can do some day hikes cross country we want to do some cross country skiing this year but hmm. some ice fishing hopefully Ice fishing would be cool. Yeah. So when do you want to start the greenhouse? Do you have like a date or it's just kind of like something you want to do? No, it's something I want to do. I I probably should do the fencing first. That's <laughs> priority. Um, so, or maybe, maybe kind of at the same time, you know, maybe get a good start to at least start the fencing, like a portion of it. And then maybe take a break and start start the greenhouse or high tunnel what kind um, of fencing you gonna do well some of it's gonna be woven wire fence okay. uh, i don't know i go back and forth because right now it just has the high tensile yep um just like four wires well it was for horses so i would probably add to that add add wires um but then I go back and forth of like, should I just do woven wire all the way around? If you want to get goats, I would do woven wire. If you're just going to get the cows, I would just do the high tensile strain. I don't think I would get goats, but maybe sheep. Sheep. I don't know. Yeah, I go back and forth. I mean, I'm sure it's probably more money for the a woven wire. They're less likely to go through a woven wire than... And it'll probably keep up predators better if you did woven wire versus high tensile strain keep like out the coyotes and the fox right Right, because at first i was like okay i'm just going to reuse what i have you know just the 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 single wires that they're there there's like only like four four different wires and then maybe add to the bottom of them maybe add a couple wires there and just use what i have and then just hook that up because pretty much it's i think it probably is ready to go a couple maybe a couple spots need to be connected but for the most part it's there maybe i should just get rid of that and just put woven wire you know because i really just want to do it right and just want to do it one time and but then also i'm gonna need uh gates and just in various spots because we're having to like crawl through the fence right now it's not on it's not electrified right now but you know we're having to crawl through the fence just to get to the forest or the woods area yeah, because if you do the woven wire and you put a lot of gates in, you're going to have to do a lot of, like, H braces and different diagonal braces and everything, for sure. I mean, even the place where I want it, I mean, where I'm going to put it is, it's not the property line. 
It's just the pasture area. Do you know what size greenhouse you want to do? Like you're going to do like the whole pumpkin patch area or? Not everything. I think I, I want to do like two two different ones or not two different ones, but two two of them. I want to raise a couple of pigs in one because I like doing that at the other our other place. I'm thinking at least 14 feet wide by, I would say at least 50 feet long. Maybe even, maybe even longer if I can. They're more expensive now than what they were Wait. a few years ago. So would that be year round for the pigs or for the winter time? They'd probably just ma- mainly for the winter. Yeah. Or even like when I get, what I liked doing was have a feeder pig. Like if I got two feeder pigs, like right away, just stick them in there mm-hmm. in the shelter just so they get kind of used to me. Yeah. Like have a spot for them, I guess, instead of like a barn. And then leave them there for a few weeks and then take them out and put them in the woods. Oh, and then dump all their all those wood chips into the garden. I think the only hard thing would be getting wood chips. I don't know why people are so stingy with the wood chips down here. Yeah, I know. That's the only... <laughs> we can't get them either. One of the last videos I did, I went to tour uh, this new farm. He was paying to have wood chips delivered. He said it'd, it'd be like $1,200 for a big dump load of wood chips. That's about where I'm at. I don't understand why we can't just get them for free. (laughs) Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I'm, you know, ready to pay for them just because it's like, where are they all going? You know, this stuff grows on trees. Uh, I watched the County come down and clear trees that were leaning over the road and they just wood chipped them right there and blasted them off the road into the woods. It's like, just point the shoot on my driveway. I'll take them. They they don't have any interest. That's weird. I think we're going to have to buy them in this winter for our deep bedding for the cows, unfortunately. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I think it comes down to labor. Nobody wants to work, so people are, like you, like you were saying, Ben, they're just blowing them into the woods because they don't have the extra help to load them into the truck and, and transport them somewhere. And then it saves them money because they don't got to pay for the fuel to truck them. See, that's uh, another thing that yeah. we got to start. Landscape. <laughs> landscape company right just to get free wood chips chips. (laughs) you can get paid to do the landscaping and then your tip would be the wood chips yeah in your spare time you guys should start that for a business yes with all this spare time we got (laughs) along with a notary right (laughs) so are you thinking about projects this winter ben are you thinking just are you just focusing right now on the the classes you're going to be doing because you got quite a few of them coming up, don't you? Yeah, we're basically doing a class a month starting next month all the way until January. And so I do have some building projects that need to wow. get done, but I don't know if I'm going to get them done. Like I still need to skirt this place. I was going to try to get this mobile home skirted before winter and I'm like running out of time. You know, I got up this morning. It was cold this morning and for the most part, I insulated under this mobile home great. Like, it's great until the wind blows. When the wind blows, it just sucks the warmth right out from under us. So that's about the only time it's miserable. The wind doesn't blow all the time, but when it does, this floor gets cold. So, yeah, there's there's projects like that that I would really like to do. Um, 
I don't know. It's just the fitting it in. I got a whole bunch of cleaning to do. I got a whole bunch of just, you know how it is. It's all the, it's the little stuff, the nickel and diamond you to death, you know, got to run here, got to go here and do that. And before you know it, your week's gone. And, you know, that's been something that's been kind of hard out here is everything's closed on like Saturdays and Sundays. Almost every place is closed on Sunday. And so, you know, there's some things yep. I don't plan on doing until the weekend. And then the places are closed. It's like, oh, I guess I got to do them during the week. I wasn't planning on filming that, but I don't know if you've, if you've run into that problem. Right. Wednesdays. Wednesdays too. <laughs> have you noticed that? Yeah. <laughs> I've talked to a few people. There's a lot of people that have church on Wednesdays. There's businesses closed on Wednesdays. Yeah. Wednesday night, know. usually I thought. That's how, like... I ever hear anybody going to church, it's all Wednesday day. night. All day. Yeah, I've noticed that too. There's places that are closed like Sundays and Wednesdays. It's just, that's an odd day to be closed. Does your pipes ever freeze, Ben? Uh, only when we get down to like, I don't know, round 10, 11, something like that. Now, I will say, no, around like 18, um, the way we put the... Uh, plumbing for the toilets has to cross the big I-beam that the house is built on and there's no room to insulate anything and uh, right where they touch that I-beam is where they'll freeze. It'll still be, you know, water on the other side of the I-beam where they're all insulated, but uh, that's kind of a thing that we've had to deal with. I don't know, 15, 17, somewhere around there, that's when the... Uh, Toilets quit working, um, and it's usually only while we're at those temperatures. As soon as the sun comes up, everything warms up and defrosts. But you ever use that? You ever use heat tape? Oh yeah, I got heat tape everywhere under here. That was one of the first things I did was I put heat tape in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For the, the most heat part, tape worked really well for us when we had our mobile. I didn't know it. I didn't know about it. Oh man, I, we found heat tape when we were living in the RV and we were traveling. Um, I took that heat tape and I made my water hose. Uh, like I sat there and zip tied a piece of heat tape to my uh, water hose. So uh, I could have water. I didn't have to drain the hose uh, whenever it got, you know, too cold. Yeah, that was, that was a game changer. That was really, really cool. Yeah. That heat tape, that's something else. I must say though, I do I do like the the change priority change when the seasons change. I do like that. It just kind of switches it up, you know. Just mentally, we're like, okay, stop focusing on one thing and then start doing another thing, and it just kind of changes things and it makes it more, I don't know, fun. Now, do you guys ever get the feeling like I know, like for us, like this time of the year, we get like I don't want to say frantic, but we kind of get anxious or not i think it's like a subconscious thing it's like oh no like why am i all worked up why am i feeling all whatever and it's like oh yeah winter's coming we gotta get the yard picked up we gotta get the pigs to the butcher we gotta get these projects all going because we know if we don't once the cold weather comes in and the snow comes you kind of you know you can get i don't want to say trapped but if you're trying to do something and you don't have everything lined up you can get in trouble pretty quick so i know this time of the year for us a lot of times it's like ah so much stuff that we're trying to figure out and make sure we get done do you guys have any seasons like that? Like, is it like anything? Like, oh, I, by this time of the year, I got to get this done. Or I'd say that's pretty much how it is for us. Uh, I, we keep joking uh, 
how we're dealing with winter this year is we're putting all of the animals in the freezer. We're doing a pig in, gosh, a couple weeks. We're doing our meat birds about the same time. Uh, gosh, the meat it's like too. pig, meat birds, then a cow, then another pig, or, or you know, pairs of pigs. So we're doing six pigs this this winter. So yeah, it's we're putting a bunch of meat in the freezer. Plus, uh, uh, yeah, plus a cow. Like yeah, yeah. it's just, it's a lot. I I completely get what you said about that frantic feeling of winter is coming. I want to get everything taken care of, you know, really ASAP. Uh, get in the garden, put to yep. bed so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, really everything else. I think what's nice is like, because we haven't started any big projects or anything like that, we're kind of in autopilot anyways. Like we're just cruising towards the finish line. We're going to get these animals taken care of. And that's it. We're like, we're going to slow down and take a breather for a minute after after all these animals are dealt with. Now you're doing a workshop on the beef or you got is it just you and your family and friends doing the beef right now. It's just like close friends. Um, I don't think I'm going to do like a, a class for the beef, but there's been a lot of people who've heard about it that are local and they're like, hey, would you mind if I came over when you did that? Yeah. And it's like, sure. So it's just going to it's just going to be a party, I guess. We're, you know. You got good friends cool. if uh, your idea of a fun time is get together and kill something. Let's get the barbecue going and get something on the barbecue. That's that's actually a funny thought. The first time I ever killed an animal, I couldn't eat. It was chicken. First time we ever killed chicken. I didn't want chicken for dinner for like two days. Nope. Nope. And now, doesn't bother me. Uh, when we're processing a pig, my favorite thing, when I'm sitting there butchering a pig is when the kids come up with a frying pan, a skillet, and I I cut them off a piece of fat and a piece of meat, and they go over there and they fry it up and season it and come and feed me while I'm cutting meat. Like, that, that is one of the funnest times I think I've ever had. That is, like, that's awesome. I think, like, uh, we don't get, our, our winters are not that bad. <laughs> but then in the back of my mind, I'm like, well, what if... What if mm -hmm. for some reason this year is really bad? So I, I kind of like try to mentally prepare for that and also prepare because it's one of those things, you know, prepare for the worst, yep. hope for the best, yep. you know? So I'm kind of like, like that, like on the, on the fence there of like, should I over prepare or should I just, everything's gonna be fine. We're prepared enough. It's gonna be okay. <laughs> I think the worst for winter is for us, it's like, oh, if you don't prepare and then you get, you get caught with your pants down, like you're paying for it all winter long. Like if, if it's a frozen winter and you can't do anything or you left something out in the yard, it's frozen and buried in snow. It's kind of like, now what do you do? Like you're, you just kind of have to accept it and then look at it all winter and be like, I should have known better. <laughs> this last December, when we had those real cold temperatures, there was a garden hose that I had left laying on the driveway <laughs> and i don't like running over my hoses uh when they're frozen because it busts them every single time i've i learned that the first winter here the hard way by ruining like three hoses in a very short amount of time because it was like oh it's not california it gets cold here like you can't run over your garden hose 
Well, I had left this hose on the driveway. I knew it was going to freeze. Like it was, it was going to be real cold. I think I had like, I'd washed something like gotten the pressure washer out and had washed something. Well, I left this hose on the ground and I came out to get it the next morning and realized the entire hose was frozen to the ground. I didn't pick that hose up the rest of the day, the next day, because it stayed frozen to the ground. Like that was when that, that concept became real to me. It's like, oh, <laughs> you have to plan for these cold temperatures yeah. well in advance. And it's like you said, get caught with your pants down. It's like, well, yeah. I guess I'm hauling buckets all the way from the well house to the animals now, now that <laughs> I left this hose here and it's frozen in a puddle of ice. The one thing that is, um, kind of worrying me this is the first winter um that we are the rain um like ibc tote that we use to collect water this is the first winter we have with that and then that other black tank that's been filling up um that we have so i'm curious to see i don't picture them gonna be frozen solid it would take a lot I think for them to freeze solid. If they're full, I would think so. It would take quite a yes. bit to, to freeze them. Sure. I guess I'm what I'm so... worried about more is the spigot. Yeah, like, my, my tote froze completely solid in December when it was down at like, you know, nine degrees. Um, spigot doesn't work anymore. And I threw a tank heater in mine and it still took a couple days before it finally like defrosted enough to use the spigot. We buried a... 250 gallon tank in the ground and then we have our we i got spring water running into it and then i have an overflow and then i have gravity fed water lines buried four feet underground with the hydrogen shut off spigots sticking out that's how we get out to the pastures that's how we get water year round and then i want to do the same then i want to take the overflow, I made it out of like an inch and a half or two inch PVC pipe, and it's always constantly flowing. I want to take the overflow and plumb that into like black plastic pipe and run that down to the barn. That's kind of like what my thinking is. But I think if I don't do that sooner than later, I probably won't be doing it, and it'll be like a springtime project. But yeah, water in the winter is always like a fun thing you got to figure out for sure. Yep, for sure. Well, I think last year... We just filled that when I knew it was going to be super cold, I would f fill up buckets and then stick them in our basement. And then the next morning, just take them out and go out and water the animals. That's what I've been doing. And that work. That works. And that was that without a mini truck. Right. We used to at the old homestead. We had the workshop. And most of the time we didn't heat it, but it would stay above freezing. So we didn't have water out there because the old homestead to dig, a, I mean, it wasn't ledge, but every like time you dug, you hit like these huge boulders. So to dig like a four foot trench to run a water line, I was like, nope, I'm not going to afford that. Um, so we just put one of those, I think it was like a hundred or 125 gallon black totes, kind of like what you have, Jason, but just a smaller one. Like, like once a month, I would fill it up with a hose from the house and then reel the hose up, bring it back in the basement. And that's how we would get water for the goats was that oh, way. Wow. But hmm. It beat lugging water every day from the house down to the goats. At least I only had to do it like, you know, a couple of times a month probably. Yeah. That's a good point. That's why I like the idea of, 
I like the idea of putting those pigs, even chickens, in all in the greenhouse mm-hmm. in the winter, and then have electricity there and water. <laughs> and you don't have to, you know, it's already there. I'm trying to think of a way to do like an ever flow watering system for the cows with that spring. That's kind of what I want to figure out is how can I get that yeah. spring running into like a hundred gallon tank and then have it like overflowing. Cause being off grid, like if I put a, a tank de-icer in there, it would kill all of our solar in the winter. Yeah. So I'm trying to, and if, otherwise it would just freeze up. So I'm trying to think, is there a way I can have a hose coming out into like a hundred gallon tank and then have an overflow at the top. So it's just kind of constantly staying fresh and running back out. So that's what I'm trying to think of. That's why I haven't done it yet. Cause I want to, I want to have something flowing constantly all winter. So I kind of have to wait till the barn's built before I kind of get that all fine tuned, yeah. I think. But I think if I can figure it out, it'll save lugging water. It'll save dealing with frozen water kind of thing. But... That'd be really cool. The, uh, the Everflow water really, really intrigues me. I think it's amazing. Um, I helped Justin figure out his a couple years ago. And uh, that is one small disappointment I have with our property is all of our, our springs are at the bottom of the property. And there's not enough drop to even put in like a ram pump or anything like that. So I don't know. Maybe we'll Maybe we'll find some water uphill one day, but... It is what it is. Right. Like I said, they really intrigue me. You think I could do that with that thousand gallon rain tank I have on top of our property? Like open up that valve and then have that keep flowing or, or no? I don't know how much well, flow you that, have to have yeah. to keep it from freezing and not run out of water. You could probably yeah. put an electric pump in it and I wonder if you could do that. I wonder if you could put an electric pump and like recirculate the water out and back up. I wonder if that would be worthwhile just to keep it flowing because moving water it won't freeze. You think about it like a creek or a river, for the most part, they won't freeze as long as it's running. And I think when, I, when we were into rabbits, that's what a lot of people do for rabbits is they'll have a five-gallon bucket like, of water and they'll hook it up like to all the cages. But they'll, in the wintertime, they'll recirculate it running through all the PVC pipes so that way it doesn't freeze. So I'd have to think it would work if you could think of a way to you know, plummet so you could recirculate it back and forth and keep everything flowing. Al, you might have just given me an idea. I wonder if I could <laughs> figure out a way to, like, recirculate all of the uh, the fit five-gallon drums I have with all the pigs. Yeah, you just gave me an interesting idea. I could probably figure out some way of getting that water to move. It doesn't have to go anywhere. It just has to yeah. go from tank to tank to tank and back. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder if you could, Jason, if you could hook your IBC toad up to your 1,000-gallon tank and circulate the both of them back and forth to each other or something like that. I see your eyes moving. You're thinking now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have electricity, too, where the IBC toad's at. Yep. I could just plug in a pump right there. Right. I have to figure out what size of pump. Yep. Sounds like a YouTube video. That'd be a good one. I'd watch it. <laughs> yeah. I bet you'd give a lot of people ideas, you know, because that's like one of the big struggles in the wintertime. Especially, I think, even if like you guys, because you don't bury your water lines and it doesn't get cold, you know, like super long or for extended periods. So if you could 
think of ways to, to when it does get cold that you could always have your water and not have to worry about the lines freezing. I think our frost line is six inches. Six inches. That's got to be nice. We're four feet. Yeah, four feet's kind of a lot. Yep. <laughs> it is. Four feet. And then if it's like on our driveway, it's six feet because the frost can get pounded into the ground from vehicles constantly driving over it. It gets deeper and deeper. So if you want to go across like a driveway or something, you want to go six feet. That's a different world, Al. It is. Well, maybe one day me and Meg will move up to Alaska and we can experience dealing with a real winter. They've already, Some places <laughs> of Alaska already have snow and they're thinking it's going to stay from now on. Wow. Until springtime, till they melt. Oh. I couldn't. I'm like, man, we. I think we have it bad sometimes. Like October, you know, and having four or five inches of snow already, and they're like, "Yep, it's staying." Like, oh, oh man, I thought you were saying you're going to say it was staying forever. No, it's staying <laughs> until their spring melt. But it's like that's what six months that they're going to yeah. be frozen. Yeah, yeah, wow. that'd be hard having six months of winter. In yeah, the dark tough. and cold. I think the worst, the hardest part is like the dark and all the cloudiness. Yeah. I don't know if I could do darkness like that. You know, only having a couple hours of dusk. Right. It never really even gets light. That would be hard. <laughs> what is there? I don't know if you've ever seen them. It's a movie. It's called 30 Days of Nights. And I, it's, it, it's based, it was like a horror movie, but it's a true, there's a town in Alaska or an area in Alaska for 30 days. It's, you only have dusk for like an hour or two. The rest of the time, it's dark. Like, you don't see the sun for 30 days. It's like, oh, I could not imagine. That's like no. one of those far north locations. That'd be hard. All right. Well, I think we'll uh, we'll end it there. I think that was a good podcast. Uh, I appreciate everyone listening and watching. Uh, you know, as we keep doing these podcasts, they keep growing. So we really appreciate everyone out there and uh we enjoy doing them and uh you know it's just three guys just getting together on a phone conversation and we're recording it <laughs> <laughs> and we're posting it every friday so i hope everyone has an awesome week and we'll see you guys next friday see you next friday see you guys crickets and all